Edmonton, the ubiquitous and prolific group called Millennia from their third CD, Bratia, and that was a song all about Oresia. Vitaju vas vsih dorihi radio suhači na radio programu Naš Holos, radio Krinskoho Korinja, na pohatomovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB v misti Vancouveri. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina Makori, djakuju što rišale per bute zimnoju nastupnu hodinu. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Paula demchuk mccory Pukarinska Pavlina, and I am delighted to have you with me once again. Um, 
or for the first time. We've got a great program lined up for you. We've got a book review coming up, um, brand new book review, and it is all about Winnipeg's North End in pictures. As well, uh, well, we just passed Purim on the Jewish calendar, so we'll just refresh our memories about what that story is all about. So stay tuned for all of that. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, we have a blast from the past. This is Doomka from Edmonton from a vinyl recording um, called Soundscapes, recorded back in the, I don't know, late 70s, early 80s. And it is called Zvitse Hora.
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. Every day, more Ukrainian soldiers are killed or wounded by Russian invaders. You can help wounded heroes by joining the Adopt-A-Soldier program of registered charity Ukraine War Amps. A small monthly donation goes very far for medical services and living expenses and creates a special bond between you and a wounded hero. 100% of your contribution goes to the soldier. Please, adopt a soldier today. Visit ukrainewaramps.ca or find us on Facebook. Mom. 
girl group from Montreal, much beloved here on Nash Holos, they are called Chermshina, and that was Plivakacha, a traditional Ukrainian folk song, which has become the anthem of the Maidan uprising, which um, kicked off a war that's been going on for six years now, and which we continue to pray will end soon. Coming up next, another group from Montreal, and this is a song hot off the presses, and it is from a brand new CD called Nivsimanaya, which translates as Not All Things Fade Away. It is by Privit, and I uh, had the great good fortune to chat with a couple of members of that group about the CD and about the group. So that's coming up very soon. In the meantime, from the CD, Nivsimanaya, Sadaimane, Remember Me. Дальним небоскилом Червона птаха промайне Та вестилиці в чистій килин Згадай мене, згадай мене Згадай мене, згадай мене Згадай, коли горне труга Чи варі з променем сяйне
for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. Purim is a holiday Jews observe in memory of an ancient Jewish victory. The story of Purim is recounted in the Book of Esther in the Bible. It's a story of treachery and warfare in the ancient world, but it has eerie parallels with the bloody 20th century in Europe. About 2,500 years ago, the Holy Temple in Jerusalem was destroyed by the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar. He banished the Jewish people from Israel to Babylonia. Fifty years later, Babylonia was defeated by Persia, the most powerful kingdom in the world at that time. Hekashverosh was the second Persian king, also known as Xerxes the Great. One day he threw a lavish party and ordered his queen Vashti to dance at the extravagant feast. Vashti refused, which infuriated the king. On the advice of his counselors, he deposed and banished her, as an example to other women who might get the idea to disobey their own husbands. The king now needed a new queen, so he sent his men in search for someone even more beautiful than Vashti. In the capital city, Shushan, a Jewish orphan named Hadassah lived with her uncle Mordecai, the leader of the Jews. She was kind and gentle and very beautiful. When the king's men came for Hadassah, Mordecai said to his niece, Don't be afraid, but don't tell them you are Jewish. Use your Persian name, Esther. God will watch over you. As soon as the king saw Esther, he was struck by her beauty and promptly chose her as his new queen. Esther kept her secret, but did not forget her Jewish faith. To help her keep track of the days and remember which day was the Sabbath, she appointed seven maidservants, one specific maid for each day of the week. Every day Mordecai sat outside the palace gate, waiting for a visit and news from Esther. One day he overheard two men plotting to kill the king. He told Esther, who revealed the plot to the king and saved his life. Mordecai's act of kindness was preserved in the chronicles of the king. Soon after, Xerxes appointed Haman, the richest man in the kingdom, as his viceroy or prime minister. He was the king's second in command. 
Haman wore a large medallion engraved with a picture of an idol. Since Jews are forbidden to worship or honor idols, Mordecai refused to bow down to Haman. When Haman found out Mordecai was not bowing down to him and why, in revenge he devised a scheme to annihilate every Jew in the empire. Meanwhile, Mordecai learned of the plot and shared it with Esther. Risking her own life, she revealed her Jewish identity to the king, along with Haman's plot to have her and her people killed. In a rage, the king ordered Haman to be hanged, on the very same gallows Haman had built for Mordecai. Mordecai was promoted to Haman's position as viceroy, and Jews were granted protection throughout the land. The king allowed Mordecai and Esther to write a decree allowing the Jews to defend themselves from attacks. On the thirteenth day of the Hebrew month of Adar, the Jews defeated five hundred of their enemies, including Haman's ten sons, who were hanged in Shushan. Purim is celebrated on the fourteenth of Adar, the day after the Jews emerged victorious against Haman. Mordecai and Esther called the holiday Purim, which literally means lots. Haman cast lots to determine the day he would carry out his genocidal plan. The Jewish community of Ukraine celebrates Purim by remembering the Hamans of the 20th century, Stalin and Hitler. Like Haman's ten sons, in 1946, ten of Hitler's top associates were put to death by hanging. An 11th Nazi, Hermann Göring, committed suicide the night before the execution, a parallel to the suicide of Haman's daughter. There are rumors that Göring was a transvestite, making that an even more accurate parallel. In 1953, Stalin was planning to deport most of the Jews in the Soviet Union to Siberia. But before he gave the order, he suffered a stroke and died a few days later. According to a popular story, a Rebbe was asked to give a special blessing on Purim for the Jews of the Soviet Union. It was 1953, and the Jews were facing grave danger. Instead of giving a blessing, the Rebbe told a story. A Jewish man was out voting in the Soviet Union one day. He heard people cheering for the candidate, who was, of course, handpicked by the state. The man didn't want to join the crowd in cheering, but was afraid not to. So while out loud he was cheering, Hurrah! Hurrah! In his heart he was thinking in Hebrew the words, Hurrah! Which mean, in translation, He is evil. So, with Stalin in mind, the Rebbe's gathering began chanting, Hurrah! That very night, on Purim in 1953, Stalin suffered his fatal stroke. Despite its tragic aspects, the holiday of Purim is for Jews a jolly celebration of victory and survival. Across Ukraine today, even in war-torn areas, Jews observe and celebrate Purim. They hold performances depicting the history of the holiday and the unity of the Jewish people, throw raucous costume parties, and of course enjoy plenty of delicious Jewish food. Traditional dishes include kreplach, meat-filled dumplings often served in soup, and triangular cookies filled with poppy seeds or jam called hamantaschen, meaning Haman's ears. Charitable giving also plays an important role in the celebration of Purim. In 2019, Purim happens from sunset Wednesday, March 20th, until nightfall of Thursday, March 21st. This year, Purim falls in the Jewish year of 5779. This is Pavlina with Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio, on behalf of Ukrainian Jewish Encounter. Until next time, Shalom.
Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com. This is CHMB, AM 
and a Polish group uh, with a release that came out a few years ago. They are called Hurt Ine, and that song was Bilia Topoli, Near the Poplar. Coming up next, another blast from the past, Nizures, a popular group from Ukraine from the 70s and 80s. And here they are now with a traditional Ukrainian patriotic song, Hey Uluzi Chervona Kalena. In the forest, there is a red cranberry bush. Субтитры 
And another blast from the past, that was Ihor Bohdan, formerly from Ukraine, and now, I believe, living in Calgary. Last I heard, anyways, he is here in Canada. And that song, Noha um, Yalita, many, many long years, um, pop version of a traditional Ukrainian well-wishing song often sung it, sung it uh, in churches and at various uh, gatherings, um, wishing many, many happy and long years more. Noha Yelita, Ihor Bohdan. Welcome to Knizhka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing John Paskevich's book, The North End Revisited. The North End Revisited is a compilation of photographs of the city where Paskevich grew up, Winnipeg. It combines the photographs from his first book, The North End, published in 2007, with additional photographs depicting the North End community of this iconic Canadian city. His photographs pay homage to Winnipeg's particularity of people and place. In 1972, Paskevich had returned to Winnipeg after completing his studies in photography and film at Toronto's Ryerson University and traveling through Europe and the Middle East. He immediately discovered that his North End community was changing dramatically. When he was growing up, the neighborhood had been populated largely by Eastern European and Jewish immigrants. Now, Indigenous peoples from reserves were moving into the community. John started to photograph the changes he saw in the North End, and never stopped. In 2007, he published a compilation of his photographs in his first book, The North End. Ten years later, in 2017, He added 80 new images to his revised edition, The North End Revisited. In addition to his dramatic photographs, the new book features text by art critic Stephen Osborne and film scholar George Melnick. Art critic Alison Gilmore also interviews John. Paskevich's photographs capture the energy, spirit, and history of Winnipeg's North End. In the tradition of other great Canadian photographers, such as Fred Herzog, who photographed Vancouver, and Michel Lambeth, who photographed Toronto, Paskevich has immortalized Winnipeg. Cities and the people who live in them are the classic subjects of photography. Stephen Osborne describes the area. The north end of Winnipeg occupies about 12 square kilometers centered on Main Street, north of the vast CPR rail yard. It is a place of low, ramshackle buildings, discount warehouses, corner stores, rows of tiny houses, uncrowded sidewalks. John had grown up in a Ukrainian immigrant household, in a diverse community of Eastern and Central European immigrants, but now that community was moving to more prosperous neighborhoods. The new immigrants who were moving into the community were indigenous peoples seeking homes and refuge. George Melnick explains the 
brilliance of this collection. John Puskevich has memorialized a single district of a Canadian city by giving mythic weight to the faces, bodies, costumes, and places that he has documented over many years. Ukrainian readers will be intrigued by familiar images from their own experience. In Euclid Avenue Golden Wheat Bakery, a young boy dressed for cold winter holds up two rye breads. In Pritchard Avenue, Ukrainian Labor Temple, an elderly woman dressed in a beautiful embroidered blouse strums a small guitar with a cigarette dangling from her hand at a social event. In Selkirk Avenue, Holy Ghost Church, three Ukrainian grandmothers gossip outside the church. The changes in the neighborhood are evident in the photographs, highlighting the concerns and culture of Indigenous community members. There are several photographs focusing on the issue of missing and murdered Indigenous women. The elderly ladies in Ukrainian scarves have been replaced by young women in beautiful Indigenous clothing, as we can see in Salter Street, Children of the Earth High School. John Paskevich's photographs span a period of 45 years in the north end of Winnipeg. He has captured a vibrant and engaged community, which is definitely changing. In his interview with Alison Gilmore, he explains his motivation. I was always interested in these folks and their stories. That's not to say that these stories are any more valid or important than stories elsewhere. These are just the ones I know. Paskevich was born in a displaced persons camp in Austria in 1947. His parents had survived both Soviet communism and Nazi labor camps during World War II. After moving to Winnipeg, John's family settled in the multicultural North End where he grew up. For the last 45 years, Paskevich has photographed people and captured their spirit, both in photographs and on film. He has made several documentary films for the National Film Board, including Ted Baraluk's Grocery, The Gypsies of Svinia, and Unspeakable. Most recently, he directed the film A Canadian War Story, examining the contributions of Ukrainian immigrants to the Canadian war effort during the Second World War. The North End Revisited was a finalist for the 2020 Kobzar Book Award. The North End Revisited is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio.
from right here in the Fraser Valley. That was the Ukrainian Prairie Band with a Kolomeka. And before them, from another blast from the past, uh, Tommy Buick and the Mazurka Waltz. Ljudena bez voli, to tak jak i vojak bez zbroji. And our proverb of the week translates as a person without liberty is like a soldier without arms. Well, with that, we've come to the end of another edition of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. Just a reminder that the Nanaimo edition of Nash Holos can be heard in the Vancouver listening area on CHLY 101.7 FM. If you miss the on-air or live stream broadcasts, the podcast link is available at our website, www.nashholos.com. And there's also a link to our Patreon site where I hope you'll consider supporting our work with a monthly donation. Again, www.nashholos.com for all that information. Well, our time is about up, so to wrap things up, we have the By Request Band from Steinbach, Manitoba with Peter Special. I'm Pavlina. On behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320, thanks for listening and Dobranich!
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.